Brad Spielberger brought to you by Iron Rock Tap House. Come see what everyone is talking about. We'll hear from Brad Spielberger in just a moment. But I got to react to this before I forget, because that's just how my mind works. Our buddy Mark Caboli from The Athletic, one of our best buds. We've had a lot of success on this morning show. Mark's been a big part of that. He put this out there. Was the Steelers' season a success? Yes. But boy, they have a long way to go. A success? The quarterback situation is murkier now than it was coming into the year, I think. And they were blown out in a playoff game for the fifth straight time that they've made the playoffs. How in the frig is this season a success? It's only success to Mark because Mark predicted them to go 8-9. and nine. That's right. We all expected better from them because we and should have gotten be- better and from them. And they did better than he thought that they were going to do, so it's a success. Well played by you. Good point. Brad Spielberger joins us now. A successful season for the Steelers, Brad. Yes or no? Brad, do you think the Steelers season was a success? Yeah, you could say you had a good draft class that, you know, played a lot of good football, and that was a success, but I'm with you. I mean, you learned nothing about the most important position in all of sports that's more murky than it was on week one, um, and you you chose to walk into a season coordinator that should not be in the NFL, probably never will be again. Uh, I, I don't know. I guess. I mean, the growth in the rookie class is fun, but, you know, you, you go either way. What was your evaluation on Basin yesterday? I know that you just said it's still murky waters at that position, but, you know, he did play in a playoff game yesterday, threw an interception. What was your overall evaluation of how Mason played uh, yesterday against the Bills? No, he, he deserves to be a backup in the NFL. I'm not saying that facetiously. Like, he should not be a third stringer. I, I think you saw him again He'll stand in a pocket knowing there is pressure bearing down on him and stand in, make a throw. Um, his arm is definitely strong enough. It's not like, you know, looking at it compared to a Josh Allen, yes, it's not an elite NFL arm strength, uh, you know, of that caliber, but he can make throws when he's, when he's, like I said, facing pressure. Maybe he can't step into a throw fully. He can still get enough on it. You know, his thing is always just going to be, you know, if pressure does get home, he doesn't have the elusiveness to do anything about that. But, there are good quarterbacks in this league, um, you know, that are starting caliber guys that can't really do anything against pressure either. So, yeah, he, he should be a backup. He should be a number two. Um, I thought he was solid for sure. I thought the Steelers did him no favors with the game plan, and Najee Harris addressed it after the game. He, he, he said that, you know, the Bills ran a lot of cover two all year with two high safeties. They were consistently rolling an extra guy into the box, and he was asked what the counterpunch from the Steelers was, and he said, run it anyway. I I thought Mason was solid enough yesterday. I don't think they did him any favors by saying, oh, we're going to be the tough team here. We're going to run the ball come hell or high water. I think they kind of screwed number two there a little bit. Yes, the throwing on first down. There was a moment in the game where they had 11 carries on first down for like 30 yards, and then Mason was 6 of 7 for 87 yards uh, on first down throws. So, yeah, they clearly just had a plan coming in. They did not adjust or adapt, um, you know, and – you know, you, you obviously don't want to just go away from something if it's not working early. Like, I get that. But in, in that game script, you're down two touchdowns very, very quickly, um, and you're seeing that early down passing is working better than running. you got to pivot. you got to transition. But also, yeah, against a defense that plays a lot of too high coverage, you want to throw over the middle of the field more. They haven't really done that all year long. Like, I, you know, I don't blame Faulkner and, and the guys running the offense at this point, but, but it really was wild looking back in hindsight. Like, you just – you, you punted a season away by keeping Matt Canada. You really did. You just wasted a year of the entire offense. 
Um, and then last thing, just about not helping Rudolph. I mean, Broderick Jones didn't have a good game, but is he playing at the wrong tackle spot? Probably. Why, why is he not the left tackle? I don't know. Um, so there's just a lot of silliness. It's just kind of bizarre. Um, a, a well-run organization. The defense is still getting good play, like I said, from all these young players. Um, even some decent play at times from some older veterans. Although Pat Pete, my guy, um, you know, start thinking about real estate or, or something. Uh, but but yeah, it, it was just a waste of a year on offense. Brad, did Mike Tallman get severely outcoached uh, against McDermott yesterday? Uh, I don't know. I mean, the talent disparity is pretty pretty large. I mean. He didn't make any like crazy in-game decisions that I can remember. Maybe I'm forgetting. End of the first um, half timeout, lack of usage bothered me. Yes, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. That's that. That is a good, good shout. Good shout. I mean, the, the thing with them though, at this point, was the defense was just so decimated. Like I said, like I'm, I'm being annoying, but I mean, Pat Peterson trying to tackle was 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 rough. I, I mean, or just the fact he got turned around on the throw to whoever it was. Um, but, yeah, I mean, the clear secure touchdown was embarrassing. Um, there, there were other plays that were just – I don't think you can blame Mike Tomlin for the fact that guys can't tackle. Brad Spielberger, Pro Football Focus, joining us here on the Fan Morning Show, which is brought to you by Armstrong Comfort with Matt Mertz Plumbing. Cam Hayward talked about his future last night and said it was a tough year for him with the injuries and then obviously with the way it ended. I don't think he yet knows whether he wants to be back or not next year I thought he did some really good things at times in this game Brad uh, how do you think he played this season do you think he's got a lot left in the tank I just can't say a lot left I mean I still think you saw it so so when he first came back I think originally you just saw him against the run still strong as could be hard to move off the spot um, could get upfield if he wanted to uh, and make plays in the backfield but the pass rush wasn't really there I thought over the last you know, maybe three weeks of the regular season and then into yesterday, you saw him like when he wanted to get home and rush the passer, um, he, he got a field in a hurry, like particularly the Baltimore game. And I know they played backup, so they actually started their entire uh, starting offensive line. I want to say maybe not Kevin Zeitler at right guard, but anyway, they started their guys there and he got a bunch of pressures. You saw him getting in the backfield consistently. So, I mean, a lot of games, no, he's 35 years old. Uh, I mean, it's a, it's a marvel he's playing at all right now, but I still think he definitely could play. Like, I, I'm not sitting there being like, this guy is cooked. Um, this guy doesn't have any more. Like, I, I don't feel that way at all uh, about Cameron Hayward. Brad, I, I assume that you've seen the uh, press conference, the post-game press conference of Mike Tomlin, where he was asked a question about his contract by Brooke Pryor, and he just walks out of the conference, and he just leaves, and that was the end of it. Um, do you anticipate him taking a year off uh, this coming year coming up? So I did see it, and I do wonder if part of it is just the fact that, you know, he didn't want to answer our contract question right after a tough playoff loss, and there's nothing more than that, and we shouldn't read into it any more than that. But I wonder. I mean, it is fair to wonder. We've seen the coaches step away, kind of just hit the reset button, start over. Um, so, you know, I, I can't doubt it. It would be crazy because I, be, I think we have 10 coach openings at that point. Um, you know, but anyway, I, I don't know if I buy it. I, I still think you saw from him during the course of this season, just the love of developing young players on his side of the ball. They did deal with a ton. It, it was a mess at a lot of other spots, but the, the funny thing is like the changes we all want to see from him in theory would make his job easier, not harder. Um, so I don't know. I, I'm not reading the Burke Pryor thing as, as a reaction to, uh, you know, I, you know, I'm going to leave and I'll do it on my own terms. I think it was more just, you know, a half an hour after a football game, 
a tough loss, I'm not trying to talk about my contractual status. Do what would you do at the quarterback position next year, Brad? Kenny Rudolph, outside guy. You need to bring something in. And so we just talked about having Matt Canada come in as your OC in week one. You just threw a year down the toilet. If you walk into 2024 week one and the quarterbacks on your depth chart are Kenny Pickett, Mason Rudolph, you're throwing 2024 down the toilet as well. So you need to be in the second wave of, of draft picks. You know, I, I'm not buying the hype on like Michael Penix, I think could be there at the Steelers pick. I think Bo Nix could be there at the Steelers pick. So if you like those guys or later rounds, I'm a big fan of Michael Pratt at a two lane, I think will be the, the fun third, fourth round pick guy that maybe has some juice early or, or do you explore Justin Fields? Do you explore Kirk Cousins? I, I think you need to be open to all of those options. Um, yeah. Uh, or, or go make a really, really full-throttled push to get a legitimate offensive coordinator, someone that can actually help out your offensive line, help out your quarterback. Um, and, and maybe then I would say, okay, fine. It's Kenny, but they're giving Kenny a real you know, guy to work with. But yeah, you, you got to make drastic changes. Otherwise, the offense is just still going to be a, a bottom five offense in the league. Brad, thank you for your time as always, man. Thank you, guys. Thanks, Take Brad. it easy. Brad Spielberger, PFF. Coming up next, we heard from Najee Harris. We heard from Cam Hayward. Well, we're going to hear from Cam Hayward. We heard from Mason Rudolph. We heard kind of, in a weird way, from Mike Tomlin. The most eye-opening quote out of the locker room from yesterday, Doran. We're going to play that for the people next. And we're going to react to it. And it speaks, I think, to the Steelers' culture as presently constructed. That's next. But first, an Austin Bechtold fan headline. Steelers have lost their last five playoff games. 31-17 the loss in Buffalo. Head coach Mike Tomlin, when asked about his future in his postgame press conference, walked out of the press conference room. Najee Harris said the Steelers lack in-house discipline and need a change. Read that story at 937thefan.com by our own Jeff Hathorne. For more, check out 937thefan.com. Headlines, they're powered by Bowser and Genesis of Now open.